to refer back to the assumption that is heavily imbued within Western medical systems, that black people feel no pain and anxiety, is a way to dehumanize and justify the violences enacted onto black bodies as seen throughout history, to now where the narrative of mental illness is coded white and purposefully leaves out and neglects people of color or pathologizes them. We see the narrative of mental illness be wielded as a protection tool for white shooters, to be depicted as vulnerable and unstable, where the medical model defined by A.G. Withers is used to individualize the disability, therefore neglecting the socio-political and cultural influences of their actions. While mental illness in black communities has historically been used to further pathologize and incarcerate them, a very telling example of this is the protopsychosis by Jonathan Metzer, where schizophrenia has become a black disease. Mental illness became a mechanism to invalidate black panthers and activists and to incriminalize and incarcerate civil rights protesters. This highlights the intersectionality between race, racism and disability, where events are treated as a prime issue when involving black or other people of color, while situations involving white individuals are seen as health issues or a moral failing which can and needs to be nurtured and supported. We see two ways in which mental illness is wielded towards black individuals, either to uphold and purposefully enforce certain narratives, or to forcefully exclude people of color out of discussions of health, so to neglect care and limit access to health care and support. Mental illness diagnosis as ways to justify and uphold socio-political narratives can be seen through American physician Samuel Cartwright's diagnosis in 1851. Japatumania, known as the runaway slave syndrome, diagnosing black individuals that fled captivity and slavery. This diagnosis was a way to justify slavery and reproduce a narrative of black inferiority, or as seen in Mary Nana Amadankwa's speech, Willow Weep for Me, a black woman's journey through depression, where she discusses how her depression was perceived as intolerable and non-existent through produced narratives of the strong black woman which not only limits but also assumes that emotional hardship is written in a black woman's DNA, justifying the violences enacted onto her as she is assumed to be strong enough to cope. The history's current violences and oppressive structures, which cause a lot of emotional distress and trauma, are frequently not acknowledged, and yet, mental illness is rampant in many black communities and communities of color. The assumption that socio-political cultural climate bears no influence on individuals' fight psychological and physical health is purposeful neglect. Ignoring the individual trauma of engaging within racist anti-black colonialist systems and even intergenerational traumas which are often not at all acknowledged. The emotional and mental hardships of experiencing firsthand or knowing and seeing family members and community members haunted by traumas of residential schools, shootings, medical negligences and police brutality. The ignoring of such rampant mental health issues are active ways of continuing to deny the realities many communities of color face and the ongoing struggles they live with, the ways of further dehumanizing and enacting violences onto communities through purposeful policies lack of access to quality care. So when considering the ways in which racism has a medical history which affects the lives of many people of color, one must also examine the failings of support for individuals who live in the intersections between disability, race, class, and gender.